since this episode of The New Mind was recorded, the criminal charges against George Roberts have been dropped. Um, Please do enjoy this episode. Although there are going to be some triggering subjects coming up, um, I want you to know that you can contact me at info at Ella McChrystal if you are triggered by anything that comes up in this episode. Um, my job here was to show another side of the story um, and I wanted to give George a platform to share that side of the story so that we could have the full perspective. Obviously, uh, there may be people listening to this that feel strongly that I shouldn't have given George the space. Um As I said at the beginning, the criminal charges have been dropped and I do believe that in order to fully connect as communities and in order to fully understand each other, we must hear all sides of a story. Enjoy the episode. I happen to have three Met Police officers drive up from London, bang down my door at like 10 to 12 midnight. There's a lot of things that happened which a lot, well, only a few people know and the public may never, never know. The first message was February the 13th, I think, just before Valentine's Day. Was it a Friday? I mean, just asking because of what then happened. Oh my God, I don't know. I should have checked. You should have checked. $300. Wow. Like... After 48 hours of knowing her. There ain't much in that gift shop. You either go big (laughs) or you get a stick of rock, right? Hi, I'm Ella McChrystal and this is The New Mind. Today's guest is George Roberts from Maths Season 7. That's Maths UK. Um, Some of you will have an opinion about George based on some press that he received off the back of being on the show. And today I want to give George the opportunity to tell his side of the story. And I've seen so many different facets to his personality from the sort of conversations we've had and the time we spent together today. And I'm going to share it with you all today. And I know that you're all very receptive to the guests that I've had on so far. And I know it's going to be the same with George. And I'm really honoured to have him on today. So welcome, George. Back in the room. <laughs> Back in the room. <laughs> Sorry, I waffled on for at least half an hour there. Let's be serious. Let's be serious. No, let's not be serious because it's all <sighs> been too serious for you. It's been very quiet. Yes, it's been a very quiet 12 months. Yeah. So why don't we just go in at the deep end and we'll work our way through it. So We'll try and fill it. We'll try and fill it up. So let's talk about okay. what's happened over the last 12 months, which is you were on maths. Everybody knows that. Um, well, people that watched it, yeah. People that watched it, Maths UK, yeah. season seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and, well, talk, how did that happen, first of all? How did you become a cast member? So... I got I got a little DM. Mm-hmm. I mean, how the hell she found me? I don't know. She found me from like a, a modeling page that I just set oh, okay. up because I wanted to keep my private life and work life separate. And I was starting to do quite a bit of modeling at that time. And I thought, you know, that that's cool. We'll we'll we'll, we'll do that. And she found me through there. And then um, it was a whirlwind. Within a couple of weeks, I'd done like a, a video interview. And then uh, when I found out what it was, I thought. Oh, can't do any harm to go through this process it seems quite interesting so I did that and then I went down to London uh, and I met with them and then literally two days after that they were saying that we we, we like you we want to find you somebody da, 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 da. Uh, that was uh, it's the first message was February the 13th I think 
just before Valentine's Day. Was it a Friday? I mean, just asking because of what then happened. Oh my God, I don't know. <laughs> I should have checked that. You should have checked. I should know what day of the week it is when I get <laughs> shit like that. Um, but, 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 Friday yeah. the 13th. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, that, that was that. And within, literally, it's like f- February 13th, something like that. And then end of February, had the, the meetings had been done to London. And then April the 5th, I was walking down the aisle to marry her. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is funny because you've got to either laugh or cry. I, I see it like that now. Yeah. For during it and for like nine months after, I didn't see the funny side of it. No, because it's let, only let, been recently that I've had to, managed to gather gather my thoughts and go, Jesus Christ, why do you let all that shit affect you? Because well, it was you serious. Know and my, my, my circle knows my truth. But but that okay. Let for those that don't know, because some mm. people will be listening to this have never watched Maths. George was on Married at First Sight, which is a reality TV show that pairs strangers together. They marry on the day that they meet. Mm-hmm. They oh, well, I say marry, but it's like the unofficial getting married. It's marriage yeah, yeah. for the show. Role play. Role play. It all looks very real and feels very scary, no doubt. Oh, yeah. But then you spend what is it three months together. It's weird because you're still as nervous as you would be on your. Of course, day. well, it's more nervous because you've never well, bloody seen you've got this like person. Fifty cameras on you. Yeah, and you've got people that you don't know sat on the other side of the yeah. thing, looking at you, checking you out, making a judgment straight away. Of course, away. and you know this is going to be shown to the nation. <laughs> and I'm the guy that rocks up. I was waiting for three hours for her to turn up to the altar. Wow, not her fault because there was like camera shots and yes. <laughs> looking shots and walking shots and la 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 car shots and and everything like that um i I do actually just just popped it i just remember her dad having such a friendly face but i i was there at the altar and do you know what the one thing she got out of it was i'd had a chicken sandwich (laughs) about an hour before and i had a bit of chicken in my tea i'm like hey how are you is that that chicken So you had chicken in your teeth. Mm-hmm. Great start to a beautiful relationship. Yeah. Then I told her I had four kids. Wow. Was that very quickly you told her that? I just assumed that they would pair me up with somebody who was country, wellies, yeah. Yeah. had kids. Um, and oh, it was great for TV, wasn't it? But, but from the perspective of, of cameras, I mean, you were already modelling. you got two very good looking people, pair them yeah. together and it makes good TV. The rest of it I get, wasn't I, in place. Now I see why they did it. Um, it was kind of, yeah. If, if The next series, if I decide to watch it, yeah. I haven't watched all of the series that I'm on yet. I'm, I'm missing quite a few episodes. But if I do decide to watch the next series, I will watch it in a completely different course, light yeah. to Joe Public might, yeah. might watch it. Yeah. Because you know what's happening behind the scenes. Well, it's the same for me now. Into it. You know, yeah. because you're one of three Well, you've had a lot so from far. like me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt, and other yeah. people that you've spoken yeah. to about actually what is Matt's what is going real on. life. Yeah. It's, it's completely different. To and what... it gives you an insight into all reality TV, yeah. actually. And if you think you cram a whole day into an hour. Yeah. And there must be 30, 40, 50 hours worth of filming whether it's like on your own. I mean, the, the crew is just huge. How, how many and, are you in a room? And to be fair, all of them were, were wonderful. Huh? How many of the crew are in the room when you're sort of dinner partying? Dinner partying. 
probably 50. I mean, that's the bit that people don't see and they don't I, understand. I might, get it, I might get it wrong. No, but Thomas but, said about the same, Thomas Hartley. Yeah, it's about 50 people, but about 30 cameras on all different angles. And it's, it's and crazy. it's weird because sometimes you're just sat there, you're completely oblivious and you're like, oh God, this this food's actually warm tonight. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's been sat there for hours. Yeah. Um, and then you just feel a camera just move and zoom into you and you're like, oh shit, what have I done? What have I said? Yes. I was just eating. So what's that all yeah. about? Or what did I say to that? I feel like being shown up at school. Yeah. It's almost like phew, highlight. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Automatically, I don't care how confident you are. You're going to know that that's there. Yes. There's going to be some level of anxiety. And it's weird because now looking back at it, I was right to feel that way, but I was actually myself. And I can see why they do all these different angles and stuff now because they pick and choose what they want to show. Yeah. Because like you say, you've got a whole day's worth of filming put into an hour. It's impossible to have a complete narrative no, of the situation. Exactly. And I think, um, I'll be honest with you, one of my friends watches the show and she, I think it was about Matt. I said, oh, I've had Matt on actually. And she went, oh, I don't like him. And I went, no, 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 no. She, Just she doesn't know him. Doesn't know him. He's a nice guy. But, but the way, and I, and he's actually become a friend. Mm. No, I would say that Matt is a friend now. Um, and I'm, I dare say that after you and I go to see Thomas Hartley as Pam Sandwich. Can't wait for In that. Birmingham. September we should 30th. also be friends. <laughs> yeah. If we're not friends, we'll be enemies. <laughs> There'll be no in between after a night out. But you like might that. not be friends with Tom, but you might be friends with Pam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or vice versa. I mean, I must admit, everyone I've met so far off the show, I've really liked. And I think what's interesting is uh, as much as, as, as a therapist, I don't judge people anyway, because yeah. you can't. You've got to look at the broader perspective with everybody. Mm. All of you I've really liked. And actually, the three of you are the, the three main sort of contentious characters, I'd say. You know, I don't know if what had happened afterwards hadn't happened, whether there would be this sort of the main sort of three spiky characters as such. But mm. what happened afterwards really has changed your life for the last year and, and, and it's been very, very devastating as well. So you're on the show. We we kind of get that it's um, structured is a good word. The show is structured. Well, that's polite. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm being polite so, so we don't get yeah. sued. Um, yeah. Structured. The show is structured and they want to get their ratings. They want to get their viewers. They want it to be, uh, you know, I guess, leave people wanting more. So they're going to make it as spiky as possible to get and that. That's exactly when when you go and do your voxes and you talk about stuff and whatever. Can you explain what a vox is for those that don't know? I don't know what VOX means. Yeah, but on the but show, it means that you're going to do a, like a video on your own. Yeah. So like I do one on my own, or I might do one with April, where you have a camera pointing at you, and then there's a producer behind asking questions. Yes. Generally. It's the same to topic with like 15 questions answered in 15 different ways. So you get 15, maybe slightly different answers. Yeah. I got to the point where I was like, I've just told you. That. <laughs> yeah, please like, stop. <laughs> really? Um, but then, but then they started doing stuff like, oh, can you say that? But put a little bit of jeopardy into it. They love that word. Bit of jeopardy, bit of like. So they're asking you to spike it up. Yeah. And then almost telling you, like there was one situation which I will, 
which there's many situations that I regret, but one that I do really, really regret was when we were at the retreat and I was um, lying on the bed with April. It's all, you know, set up and what yeah. have you. We weren't really getting on at the time. Um, and it was about Thomas. And it started off like, well, look, you two need to kind of work it out, get through it and talk about it. Have some, you know, chat. And I can't, it, it's come back to me now and I can't remember the exact words, but it was, they made me say something really, really bad about him. And I just, and I, and it, and, it, and that was shown on the television. And right. I was like, just a load of crap. It's absolutely because okay. they make you, they goad you into doing stuff and like, let's do it again, let's do it again, record. If they're not happy with it, it's not reality TV because remember, reality TV should be real time Yeah, it TV. should, exactly that, like, like this is. So what if somebody um, says something stupid or gets something wrong? Yeah. But that's the truth. That's the truth. Don't go back, rewind and do it and then pump them up with a load of crap to make it look even worse. And, the, and, let's, and, let's, and give them words to use. And it's so important to remember that that is what's actually happening. You're the, I, mm. I've spoken to plenty of people now that tell me about what goes on behind the scenes. Yeah. So I know that this is true. And I know that also you were sought out. You were found. Some people auditioned, but a lot of people didn't. So you were plucked out. You'll, you'll look good with this person that we've got. Mm. Um, Matt and Gemma are a perfect example of we've got Gemma first. Now we need Matt. Matt mm. fits Gemma, perfect sort of tattoos and all that kind of hair. And, 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 all, and all that's going on is, is that first picture. It is When that. they're pictured together going, oh, you've been matched with such and such. Well, this is what and, the, saying, and the viewers yeah. see that and they go, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Both beautiful people. Yeah. Not right for each other. Correct. But both both beautiful, beautiful people yeah. and they looked like they'd be it's like, the same oh my God, April. this is going to be a huge, massive explosion of, of greatness. And and on TV, that's what we want. We want yeah. to be sold. Oh, wow. These two match perfectly. Well, they, they take you to there and then comes all the jeopardy, the ma manipulation, all the crap that yeah. just makes it turn into a, a shit show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shit show. And, and, it, and it is because it, it draws people in. Mm. You know, I think for me, any good, so you think of EastEnders, any good soap opera, has got the dudum moment at the end yeah. where you can't wait to tune into the next episode, and oh, that's really what they've done. Peg. Oh, oh R.I.P. Peggy. Oh, oh God, love her. I've just traumatised him. Yeah. <laughs> just brought back his love for Peggy. <laughs> but it's all right. Alfie's here. <laughs> he obviously watches EastEnders. <laughs> I don't, I don't. I've literally just got back into it because my son and his girlfriend watch EastEnders. And there's people that are coming back. Like Sharon's back. I thought she died. I mean, this Sharon never died. What's wrong well, with you? I don't know. Was she with? <laughs> it was Dirty Den that died. That was their dad. Oh yeah. Well, I'm going back to like year 2000. <laughs> but Sharon's come back. Did Sharon die? She doesn't look any different. Well, Sharon, actually, I'll tell you something. If we're talking about Letitia Dean, Letitia, if you're listening, I'm sorry for George's ignorance here. I'm Letitia sorry. I'm glad you didn't die. But you look incredible. But, but, and but, I think you look But she's lost about 15 stone. She looks incredible. Well, she does look incredible because she's lost all of her weight. She, yeah. bless her, she, she's worked really hard. She was she never, looks amazing. I'm, I'm sure she wasn't and dead. And I'm all, I, I like, like, Phil Mitchell's still there. I mean, God. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> but, but it's like, he's, st and I can't, like, 20 years on. I'm seeing like the, the characters same. come back. Yeah. Like 
Kat, I, I left when like Cat Slater was around and all that, and they've all gone and they've all come yeah. back again. I love it. Well, let I, me tell I've, you, I've literally just got back into it. Let me tell you, I um I was the biggest fan of EastEnders. I was seven when EastEnders came out. So in nineteen, 19- to watch it at seven. <laughs> no, well, I don't know. In nineteen twelve, that's when the watershed was like five pm. <laughs> yeah, I was watching it. Seven. It's my favourite TV program. And I watched it forever and ever, and I haven't seen it because I, I work evenings, so I haven't seen it for such a long time. But I would be so easily sucked back into it because with EastEnders, a bit like Coronation Street, nothing ever changes. Do you know what I got from that? That I'm incredibly old. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there's there's things like like I play. You can go back and watch on demand. Oh, the, the technophobe <laughs> thing. Yes, it's not just live TV anymore. <laughs> Have you got one of those telephones where you go wow wow? I love those wow. telephones. Yeah. We need them back. That was uh, when life was good. Do you know what I think of that? When you go 999, it took so long to go back. It's like the person that you're at, you're, 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 the emergency's finished because it was a round, it was right at the end. Round. By that time, you've lost your blue Peter badge. And you're like, That's it. <laughs> Blue Peter again, something oh, we spoke about off camera. We both huge. Did dance. Love it. I didn't get my badge from you. You said you're going to bring one. I can't find it. <laughs> I did actually go into the garage to go through my boxes to try and find it. Ah, oh, at uh, least you did that. It's the thought that counts. So, okay, at what point, George, did you feel that this isn't quite what I expected it to be? How long into being with April and doing the show, did you think, do you know what? This isn't quite what I expected. It's weird because you're in it from the start and you've got this like excitement and anticipation of everything. You don't kind of see it happening to start with. Yeah. You're kind of like it gradually, gradually, but during that time where you're gradually seeing how the show is being produced, you're then building a relationship this side with the person yeah. That you're with, yeah 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 and you're constantly talking and trying to counteract that and obviously what a I, weird situation oh it's fucked it's literally fucked like if if i wasn't with april i'd have canned off the production side of stuff if if i if there wasn't the production me and april would have canned it off it was it was that level of getting involved in your yes. relationship that yes makes you stay entwined and they were like, oh, you're doing really well. This is great and fantastic. And going back to the whole um, thing with PJ and, and whatever, I had a really, there were some amazing moments. About 90% of it was great. Yeah. And, you know, I had a, a lovely relationship with, with Adrian through most of it and with everybody. And, you know, Zoe, there was, there was, there was I, I remember Zoe fondly because when we both turned up at the stag party, we're like, yeah, I might come across as confident. She might come across as confident, but we were like, oh, fuck, what's this? <laughs> yeah, um, hold my hand. And they <laughs> made us do this fake dancing scene, which didn't really get shown. And I just we I just grabbed her and said, like, it's going to be all right. We'll, we'll do this Aww. and whatever. And there will always be that bond be- between us. But and, and, and I've got I've got no bad word to say against any of the cast um because it's all heat in the heat of the moment stuff yeah 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 but you kind of you kind of think oh well why didn't they show all of this cool stuff and our apartment was busy with people coming in and you, you know, just don't see that do you no you never you, you don't you don't see any of it you don't, Which you is don't such see a shame. and a lot happens off camera 
And then when you get to being on camera, either whatever's happened has been quashed and dealt with. Yeah. Or it's kind of flared up. It hasn't been dealt with. And then suddenly the cameras are rolling. They throw some wine and booze at you. And then it just goes. It explodes. Like it did not need to do that. It, that did not need to happen, but it does. And so does, when you say that, like it's heat of the moment, I suppose everybody's in that moment together the next day. So again, for those that haven't watched it, there's the couples that get together and then once a week there's the uh, dinner party and then the commitment ceremony, yeah. right? Yeah. So you have this dinner party where the, all of the couples get together mm-hmm. and then the commitment ceremony where you're with the experts on the couch mm-hmm. and they ask you certain questions and it's, it's sort of a uh, an appraisal of the relationship so and far. And it's completely led by the couch. Yes, completely yeah. led by the couch. Yeah. Okay. So at the dinner parties, there's there's food, there's alcohol. And there, uh, from what I've been told, there's the odd producer whispering in an ear to try and oh, yeah. provoke something. And then what we see on camera is the provocation coming to life. Okay. First example of where I got a bit of shit. Yeah. Honeymoon. Ah, so this is a point where I said to you before, where did you feel like this might not be quite <laughs> right? The honeymoon scene this is was a big one. Of them. Yeah. But I didn't know it at the time. Yes. Until I watched it back on TV and then got shit. Yeah. Um, George, you're a shit stirring fuck and all of this kind of stuff. I yes. mean, I've read you some messages. They're, they're not very nice. Yeah. But this was. This and you was do. A classic... Can I just stop you there just to be yeah. clear? George said that very briefly, but I have heard the messages that George has received of the back of the show and they are disgusting and he may well share some of them with us. He may not, but I've seen them. I can, I can clarify. Well, look out of, out of the well over a hundred thousand messages, there's a few shit ones. And they're horrible. And there, there are some lovely people out there that have thrown support and everything. Yeah. But at the beginning I was making a point of reading everything and I can't, I don't do that now. No, you can't. I can't. I, I don't have the capacity because I'm, I'm channeled into, you know, focusing on my kids and my work now. But I don't get anything bad anymore. But you've heard some of the ones that, yes. I, that I had. Bloody awful. Um, so there was the, the honeymoon incident where um, April had a, inverted commas, peck <laughs> with uh, another holiday uh, what are they called? <laughs> what would you what would you call someone? <laughs> what even was that? A holiday. A, a uh. holiday. Uh, <laughs> uh, t- not tourists, like a holiday. Another hotelian person. No. <laughs> what? Somebody was in the same hotel as us. Another guest. Oh my god! Why didn't I go there for start? Anyway, so <laughs> we had this guest. We we had this guest. I didn't. She did. <laughs> I definitely didn't have a guest. <laughs> you were not involved. I, I went away to do um, um, uh, a Vox. Yes. Uh, I came back and like she was really upset uh, and whatever. And it was like, oh, yeah, they'd be kissing a hot tub. At that point, you'd say, oh, we played a game, Truth or Dare. Or um, um, uh, what's the other game? Kind of, uh, I ever, ever, ever have I? Have I ever, ever done ever, this ever, or never, that? Yeah. yeah. Nothing is mentioned at that point. Um, but it was very sheepish and... When I was doing my Vox, I looked down from the balcony and I could see that all these three people were very close in the hot tub. And they, they weren't playing a game of truth or dare, is that fair to say? Were they playing no, a game because, of truth like, or dare? Okay, right. You turn up to the hot tub 
and I say to you, mm-hmm, a little bit upset. And then the only reason why I find out is when I, I she looks a bit upset and, she, and the, the other person was like, oh, she's been missing you. And I'm like, okay. Um, gave her a, a hug and a, a, a kiss and whatever and saying everything all right. And then joking me, this other person was like, not the only one she's kissed in the hot tub tonight. I was like, right, okay. And I knew from when I looked down from the balcony, it looked a bit sheepish. So like, it was a bit hot in the hot tub, is yeah. what we will say. Yeah. That's and what we like can say. April goes, oh, it's just a peck. And then I, I spoke to the, the guests. Anyway. It, it, so it, there's it, a it, scene on, on, on your honeymoon. So bear in mind, how long have you actually known April at this point? 48 hours. Okay, so after 48 hours, there's a scene on your honeymoon in a hot tub. April has done some truth or dare, very hot, hot tub. She didn't do truth or dare. But she said... It was a swingers hotel. Interesting. So it's a swingers hotel. Yeah. And I knew that because when we first arrived, I came down the steps and this... this, um, Oh, my God, how am I I allowed to... Like, he, he, he came up, he's about six foot six and his wife was there. And and he was like, hey, <laughs> everybody was looking at us like fresh meat. And I was like, something's not right here. <laughs> and he came up and he's like, oh, room 202, like 10 o'clock. If you guys fancy a bit of. So this is a couple's hotel oh. that do extra. Well, it's called Couples Retreat. Okay. So we're in a very open-minded you know couples retreat. Yeah. It's like. Is it actually like, known for being It's like swingers? naughty sandals. Sandals? Sandals, the, the chain of oh, we see yeah. like the old people. I got paid twenty quid for that, and you've just completely missed it. <laughs> I thought sandals was for OAPs. Yeah, yeah, that's just a naughty one. Like sandals, but, you know, but no they're not chi- OAPs. It's like no children. Like, yeah, I, I see yeah, what you mean. Yeah, you go. Like, oh, have a have a good time <laughs> at sandals. Let's have a good time. Have a good time, a a good time yeah, yeah, baby. Yeah. So April was having a good time. While you yeah. were recording and your she was box. upset about it. And then in the morning, it was like uh, the producer just... Like, so didn't you want to leave? Huh? Am I right in thinking at that point you wanted to leave? Because you... Oh, the next morning, I tried to get on a bus to Bob Marley's house <laughs> in, Jamaica, in Jamaica. I thought, do you know what? It's been about 20 years. I'll go there and see what it's all about and just get out of the resort. And I got, I got, you know, stopped by the producer. Where are you going? What are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to Bob Marley's house. I don't want to be involved today. I'm just getting out of here. Just get yeah, my own space. Yeah. Uh, we're not insured for you to leave the resort. And I'm like, uh-huh. I could go online and get my own insurance. It's like, no, no, no. It was, it was just. So you were caved in. Oh, yeah. The, the whole way through, you're kind of captive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like, do this, do that, be there, be this. But did you, yeah. am I right? I don't know if I'm, because again, I don't know if I'm remembering this right from the show, but mm. She's in the hot tub. She does the, I'm going to say, inverted commas, truth or death. That's where we're getting from. So the producer then says, oh, like, April's got something to say. And it was like, she turned up with a bottle of fizz and whatever. And then we had to do this whole scene where I'm lying on the bed going, oh, yeah. What they didn't show was me having a conversation with her. And I'd been to, because I couldn't go to Bob's house. I went to the only other place, which wasn't the resort and the all-inclusive, like, um, drink till you die sort of place was there was a little <laughs> gift shop and in the gift shop um there's a tradition in jamaica with a, a particular type of jewelry it can be a ring it can be a bracelet and it can be uh, a necklace where where the where the clasp comes together you wear it in a certain way so i got her a bracelet which showed look 
I get it. That's fine. If you're into both or whatever, well, I, I don't know where we're at right now. <laughs> yeah. But all I need to know is from you, if you find it hard to talk or struggle, you can just you tell me by wearing this bracelet. I mean, it's fucking $300. Wow. Like. After 48 hours of knowing her. There ain't much in that gift shop. You either go big <laughs> or you get a stick of rock. <laughs> right? So, <laughs> so, and it was this bracelet, which um, the, the particular pattern of the way that the symbol goes if it's pointing up your arm it means that you have love going into your heart so you're taken and this is like a tradition in Jamaica. and if it goes the other way i'm open to love i so see i want to get love or i've got love I and i said well here's the bracelet you can wear it. they didn't show any of that and there right. was me forgiving her on there saying look it's absolutely fine all they said all they showed was the bit where I ended up apologizing for overreacting. That's a classic example of where they showed like a minute yes. of like an hour's worth. Yeah. And then I like I gave this sentiment to her and da, 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 and it was absolutely fine, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then we come back to the dinner party. This is, I'll go back 20 minutes now for where this actually started. <laughs> yeah. um, so the first meet and greet where um we all meet each other for the first time some of us have met each other in the hotel before and, and such and such can I just the boys have met together this, i'm so sorry because i know you're on a on a roll can i just say that <laughs> that april did do something in that because some people wouldn't have watched it so they won't have a clue oh she, the did. Next yeah, yeah, she yeah. did something in the hot tub with some people george was absolute aware of choice. it yeah, yeah, absolute yeah. choice george was yeah. aware of it understandably wasn't sure what the heck was going on yeah cue dinner party cue dinner party so two days before the dinner party we're all in the hotel people are coming backwards and forwards all the guys have met before and of course you all the girls the, have met before yeah. Yeah, stag do hen do yeah. that kind of stuff um i've been in the hotel like i started my journey with richie lovely guy which one was richie the the, the, the rocker the rocker he got married to lara Oh yes, I do out, remember. Like, yeah, I think yeah, about yeah. Three weeks in or two. Yes, two yes, weeks I in. remember. I do remember. Both yeah. lovely people. Yeah. Obviously, not right for each other. Yeah. But um, I started my journey with Richie, and um, we were together before like the weddings because we got married at the same place or whatever. Had the night before, we went into town, had a few beers. Lovely bloke, and um, I'd not really spoken to anybody else until we got to the hotel, and then I spoke to Richie and. Uh, I kind of explained what happened to him. And I was like, yeah, it's cool. But I know that in the past, I've been very black and white. I know this scene you're talking about, yeah. And I should. But I'd spoken to him the night before. I was like, yeah, you know, it's it, it, we, we've had the situation, but we've dealt with it. And I've, and I've learned a lot about myself as to not be so black and white, hence Mr. Gray, and just sort of say, right, okay, let's roll with it. There's... There's obviously a reason why we're together. It's a hiccup. We don't really, really know each other yet. We've both got a load of pressure on us. Pressure cookers can pop, um, but it's it's how we deal with it and how we come back together to, to to make it work. Absolutely fine, done. And this one producer, I won't mention uh, the name, yes, uh, because I think that would be that would be out of order, and I don't know where I stand. <laughs> yeah, he came over to me. And I was sat with Richie because they wanted to have us talking because obviously we had that initial um, contact together at the beginning. And he said, look, 
people are talking about the whole hot tub thing. I think it'd be good if you just came out with it, told Richie about it and say, you know, we've dealt with it. And I said, well, we had this conversation last night. I don't, I don't know why we're having it now. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but the viewers at home don't know what's going on. You've got to think about it. The viewers at home don't know that, you know, you've had this conversation. So you've got to tell him to again. It. Need to tell him again. Oh, God. But what did they get from that conversation? The part that they used was just to go in the hot tub. I could have ripped the ring off. Because that's how I felt. Yeah. Initially, that was my emotion. Yeah. But the days afterwards, it was fine. And during those days afterwards, we came, April and I became so close. She talked to me about her family, her past, her history. And I, I opened up about my own family and past and history and like, you know, past relationships and for all, all, all the stuff that you talk about when yeah. you've got like a 12 hour plane journey and you're with somebody 24 seven. And there was things that she told me, she's been open about it now so I can talk about it, like her eating disorders and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, and all of this stuff with her mom and, uh, and what have you. And on all of that is, is, is very private. Yeah. And, but you know, something like the hot tub is going to be open. And then they made us film a scene saying, you know, we'll go in like a, a united front and all of that kind of stuff. And, and what's private stays private. All the private stuff was her eating disorders, her family and all of this. And my family, um, you know, my dad being, well, my, my pops being unwell. Yeah. And all of that stays private. The hot tub thing is not an issue because we've dealt with it and I've spoken to Richie. So they, they filmed me saying, you know, private's private and we keep that to ourselves because we bonded over our, our lives and journey and we've got to know each other a lot more. And they used that snippet that then made me speak to Richie on the show and then go, well, they've been talking over there. I think you should speak to Lara now. So I'll go to Lara to all this. Oh, yeah. She kissed a girl in the hot tub. And everybody on in social and Instagram is going, <laughs> George is spilling the tea, all of this kind of stuff. And what a, what a jerk. Keeping it private, are you? You fucking prick. And it's like, oh, my God, they made me say that. And the private stuff's fucking way worse than that. Yeah, like, it's yeah. way more important. Yeah. And it's way more private. Yeah. That stuff's not private because it's common knowledge. So that's The private heavily... stuff is her life my life yeah like proper deep conversations that was the private stuff not the frolicking with a girl in a hot tub like so it's blended together to make it look a certain way make me look like a you got bleep on this right <laughs> you can say whatever you like Twat. Yeah. <laughs> i was gonna go bigger but yeah. <laughs> i know what you were gonna do <laughs> yeah. i know exactly what you were gonna say <laughs> i think what's really interesting is I'm hearing the same stories from people from the show. So we know that there's a theme here. Who else's wife fucked off with a girl? Well, apart from that bit. <laughs> apart from that bit. <laughs> that bit I've not heard before, I must admit. Yeah. But the the way that it's crafted and yeah. structured appears to be a theme. I'm hearing it again and again. And so they've got a script. That's the only have, way I can yeah. think about it. They've got a script and then they cast people for that script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, That's what I've said. Yeah. What kind of person do we want? with somebody else and how we're going to build a narrative to make them have a really fucking because every couple's got to have a rocky road yeah like you look at shanita and jordan yeah. love them both absolutely yeah. lovely people they had it plain sailing and then it got rocky at the end yeah you're right yeah like jordan struggled like and, and i'm sure she needs to probably struggled at some point yeah admittedly and he knows this because i'll add an open conversation with him he fucked up a little bit at the end with yeah. not being as honest about how he felt earlier. Yes. And Shanita was unaware. But 
he still came out and said it. Yeah. And and that was, but unfortunately it was right at the end. Lovely, lovely people, both of them. But I cannot tell you how that environment makes you go absolutely cuckoo. Yeah, I'm sure. Because it's like a whirlwind. You've got producers saying this, producers saying that. People go, apartments, flipping people. Dim. It's like, excuse me, can I just have fucking five minutes to work yes. out what I'm doing like, yeah. and how I feel? But you don't get that space. You don't. No. You don't. That's because you're constantly mindful. You Right, you get a text message, be downstairs in five minutes, you're doing a something shots or getting ready shots. And da, 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 like, oh, shit. I don't think I could do it. I think I'd walk out and leave. I tried. I had a 500-pound Uber from <laughs> oh Canary Wharf to Worcester about three o'clock in the morning. Um, yeah, and one of the producers like stopped me from going, saying, I just don't think why I would you pay that? that? We'll sort it out. Just take the night to sleep on it. And It just feels so controlled and so... Um, Ironically, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and, and that, that, so that leads us into... So the show itself is a pressure cooker. The show itself is quite a challenging environment to be in for all involved. Mm. We know that there are, from 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 previous guests I've had on, we know that there are moments where your producers are making it spiky. Yeah, and, yeah, making it spiky, blah, 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 blah. But it, it's on TV. But this kind of stuff happens in real life. Like you have a particular social circle where some people will make it spiky and say things and hurt another sure. human. Sure. It's on a lower, lower scale, not a lower scale because it's the, the same feelings are the same feelings. Mine just happened to be on TV and it's all. Like, but it's, but it's it, like you've said, it's a pressure cooker and other people have said it's a pressure cooker. It's mm. not, it's not a normal social situation where you may have known those people for 10 years. Yeah. This is, these are people that you've literally only known for like weeks. I've, I mean, I was 40 at the time. I'd never been to a dinner party like any of those. I mean, I don't think I have. So it isn't really the norm. You know, you might go out with but a few I, friends. But I loved every single one of them for for them individually. Just yeah. as a group. It just but, but of it course was it was never gonna happen. It was it was always gonna be a a group of people that had a clash for the camera because that's what we want to see mm. on TV. We want yeah, yeah, the, yeah. we want the EastEnders and that's what yeah. that show provides. But all of that was kind of stressful, yada 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 what happened afterwards and I can remember it happening actually I can remember seeing the news mm. and um and then your life changes forever so whilst the show is being shown I think it was towards the end of the series or the season you were arrested would you like mm. to Give us a bit of context to what happened. I know this is really difficult for it you to talk about. It wasn't very nice. No, it wasn't very nice. <laughs> and we've spoken extensively about it. And I must also tell people that I reached out to George, not the other way around. Oh, and you're not being paid. Just to clarify that too, George is not being paid. But in fact, he's, it's cost him <laughs> to be here. Yeah. He's paid for his own hotel. He's come to Northampton. <laughs> he's come to beautiful <laughs> Northampton, which he's had a great time so far, haven't you? Do you know what? It's it, no, it's actually a pleasure to come up and see you because we've talked a lot. And it's, we have talked it's a lot, but he's not getting paid. He's actually paid out of his own money to have a hotel to buy the petrol to get here. So I just want to make that one million percent clear: he's not being paid. I will take him out for dinner afterwards to say thank you, but that's it. Yeah, a restaurant in Northampton. 
Happy is his favourite. Happy Meal, yeah. <laughs> and you actually KFC. Oh, okay. <laughs> but no, so George definitely isn't being paid. I, I invited him on because I realised that the, the, there hadn't been two sides heard to this story and I wanted to mm. give you the space to speak your truth. Well, there'd been one side heard and then a lot of other people's sides heard who jumped on the bandwagon. Yeah. Um, it's funny how I didn't realise, like my life capitulated over 24 hours. It was, it was horrendous. Um, like one minute you've, like life's good and you're kind of happy somebody starts putting a bit of shit out there in the papers making some digs and i sent one message to because i hadn't spoken to april for four weeks when we split up after we've been to you know finished filming we've been to Fort Ventura. i've been down to london several times and everything had been great um and I sent one message to her flatmate, Jose, who people might remember off the show. And I just sent a message to the effect of, for legal reasons, I can't verbatim. But listen, this is getting a bit silly now. All the stuff in the paper um, about, you know, April needing therapy and all this kind of stuff. There's a lot of things that happened which a lot, well, only a few people know and the public may never, never know. Um, well, April got, April got me arrested, by the way. It wasn't three anonymous women uh, who won't let their name be heard. Yeah. Um, on the Wednesday night when I'm supposed to have my children, which I have done for the last five years every Wednesday, I happened to have three Met Police officers drive up from London banged down my door at like 10 to 12 midnight. Are you doing this on a Wednesday? Because has she told you I've had, I, I don't know. I'm speculating here, but has she told you to do that on a Wednesday? Because that's when he doesn't have his children because she wants my children to see me get arrested. Yeah. It was the one night that I didn't have my children. Um, so they weren't there. On that night. Just happened to not be there. Because every other Wednesday, every yeah. single Wednesday. Every single you have, Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. It has been for like five years since. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was picked up. Um, she had made, well, I'll tell you what happened. They, they picked me up at 10 to 12. I had to sort out the dogs. I had to get changed. I handed over my phones and, and laptop and everything. And um, yeah, I went to... Um, was the police station. They said, you've been uh, accused of control and coercive behavior. Um, and I was like, fucking hell. By April Banbury, not by three women. And like everybody in the world thinks that I got arrested because three women have come forward because I was a nasty man. Yeah, that's what was in the press. That's what was in the press. Um, yeah. God, if you read papers. Yeah. <laughs> Who does? Uh, well, <sighs> Apparently people do because you get messages you like get, that. You do, yeah. Um, sat in a cell. They strip you down, pair of tracksuit trousers, tracksuit top, you know, like proper cell block H job. Um, plimp soles. I wasn't allowed to wear my own shoes. Had a glass of water. And then that, that was me for 13 hours. No food. 
Didn't have a toilet roll, nothing. Wow. But I was under the Mets custody, not West Mercia. They've been amazing with other stuff. You know, like I had a death threat through the door. I was under gas and they were like patrolling my house and everything. Yes. They were great, you know, advised like CCTV and everything. Um, but yeah, then the the interviewing officer didn't get up to like three o'clock the next day. So I've been awake like 36, 40 hours, knackered. And they started reeling off these things that I'd done. Like I locked her in the apartment when we were on the show. Okay. You know hotels that have like the cards that go in <laughs> yeah. and you take them out and that's how you get in. Yeah. On the inside, they've got a handle. Yes. You just pull it you down and you walk it. out. This is a very difficult thing for you to talk about. So we wanted just to create a nice, happy atmosphere. That's why we've had so yeah. many laughs and stuff. Um, we've had an absolute blast. We it? have had an absolute blast because we did. I didn't want this to be just an awful PTSD kind of situation for you. I wanted you to feel like mm. the first time that it goes out publicly that it's not the worst situation that you've ever been in. All the headlines and everything use the word abuser. Yeah. In inverted commas. Well, you thinking, haven't actually well, it's inverted been... commas. Yeah. So therefore, it's they can not put real. that on there. They can put an inverted yeah, comma on you. and use a word abuser without ever Cheers ever being <laughs> convicted. Bless my mum. My mum turned up that day. She says, "I've been into the garage. I saw you on the front, and I bought all seventeen papers." Oh, thank you. Oh, bless. <laughs> but there is her. probably another half a million <laughs> copies <laughs> all across the country. Um, that was just probably one of the sweetest things. She said, what, should I go up there and buy some more? I'm like, Aww. I don't think it's going to help. That must have been awful uh, for her. Oh, it's, it, it's completely, um, it's changed my family's life. Uh, it would never be the same. No. Uh, it would well, never it be the same. Be, my children being uh, educated in separate classrooms, spat on, you know, your dad's an abuser and all that kind of stuff. It's like, it's a, it's a weird oxymoron for me because I've got all of this happening publicly and where I live in Malvern, people know me yeah. and the people that know me are like, Oh, what a load of bullshit. How you doing, mate? Do you want to, you know, how you doing? Go for a drink. Da, da, da. How are you? Everybody in my community who knows me, those hundreds and thousands, you know, thousands of people are great. Been amazing. You know, people that don't know me, around there might be a little whisper but nothing's nothing said like oh god that's george off married at first sight yeah um but anybody who knows me who i've dealt with who i've done mortgages for who i've helped with finance who i've worked with who have been friends or i've played rugby with um the rugby club has been an amazing place for me yeah that's a proper safe space yeah because they know me yes they've gone to battle with me like they they know who I am. Well, because of course, before you mentioned the other day, you were a professional rugby player. You broke your back at what was it? Nineteen. Yeah. But you've got quite a big connection with the rugby community. I still. love rugby. I just I just think it's just such a a great sport. Um, everybody connects with different sports, but with rugby, you know, you you if you're gonna smash into somebody to protect somebody else. Uh, it's instant bonding, like yeah. completely instant bonding. And I love the game. I love the aesthetics of the game and, and what have you. I'm actually playing in a couple of weeks' time. I got got the message today on the on the veteran circuit. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I love the game, and it's just, and it's a safe space. And I've I've known these people for like 20 years. They know me. Yeah. Like, and they're like, "What a load of shit that was." Yeah. Like that's not George. What's most upsetting is the fact that there's going to be another woman out there who is 
ridiculously tragically scared. Oh, I work with and, some of them. Yeah, you work yeah. with them, but they won't go to the police because yeah. they're scared of it happening and it not getting the justice that it deserves. I, I work with some people. When they are genuine. In, in, in danger every day. Yeah. Yeah. And I work with and those they're women. they're too scared. I, I, that, that's what I really want to say this out loud. This is really important, this bit. As part of my client base, I have women that are currently living in dangerous situations. It's disgusting. Nobody knows they come to me. They have to say they're coming here for different reasons. Like yeah. as a multidisciplinary clinic, we can say they're coming here for physio or osteo yeah. or whatever. So nobody knows they see me. I'm the only person that knows what's going on in their lives and I have to create a safety plan for them. And 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 I don't want to diminish the stuff that they're going through by uh, being part of a society that just ignores it when people are falsely accused. So ultimately, I wanted to give you the space to tell your side of the story because we have to change this culture of just being able to say what you want about whoever, whenever, just because it, it, it you know, it puts... but also she said what she wants, and you haven't had your voice. I'm, I, I can't. Yeah, they won't listen to me. No, they won't listen to me. And there's times where it's been really, really a dark, dark place. Well, for your children to be spat I... on, for God's sake, that doesn't get much worse than that as a parent. Yeah, like I don't know how you're not in prison for. <laughs> Well, I, I actually that. messaged the, the Met Police the other day. I'd never get a response. But I messaged no. them the other day saying, I'm actually a prisoner yeah. outside of prison. Yeah. I might as well go and tell my truth. Yeah. Throw you all the evidence. Well, because you've told them that you're doing this, haven't I you? i told the them police? I'm doing this. Yeah. I'm going to say everything. Yeah, there's certain bits that we can't say right now. Yeah. But do you know what? I might as well go to prison. Yeah. I'll do it. And do you know what? What pisses me off is that people can just make false accusations, make shit up. Yeah. No evidence whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. But for her to make false accusations, ruin my life, yeah. ruin my kids' lives. Yeah. My parents' lives who, you know, we're, we're battling cancer and all sorts at the moment, which she knew at the time. Yeah. Um, and she could walk away scot-free after ruining lives. In the, I've looked into it. In the, judicial system in the criminal system if you make false allegations and you are perverting the course of justice you should be sentenced to go to jail yeah but it never happens no and until the police and the cps start taking action against these people that are causing these consequences it's never going to it's never going yeah. it's never going to stop it, it's just going to get worse and worse and worse because you can do it the thing is, it doesn't matter whether we're talking about abuse or whether we're talking about racism. Or you can accuse somebody Any, of something, anything, and then shoplifting anything. Once that person's been found not guilty, you just walk away. Oh, Scott. And, how, and by the way, how much does that cost the taxpayer if it goes to court? It costs hundreds of thousands of pounds every single time when someone is found innocent. We, by the way, have paid for that for that false accusation to go to court. Yeah that person who's falsely accused to be found innocent absolutely and they walk away everybody free. in the public are, are, are taxpayers paying for it yeah but right now all i can think about is the fact that i've personally paid for it like my family i've lost of course you have yeah my business has gone yeah through the floor yeah i've lost you could argue to say that you know people within your circle that decide not to stick around you know if it's the biggest test something like this yeah and i'm very very lucky that i've got you know, a, a core of people that have kept me steady. But I've lost, I've lost that. My my children are now growing up with 
this situation, it's not going to leave them. How stressful for all of you, because your dad has terminal cancer, doesn't he? Well, yeah, he was he was diagnosed with um, cancer. Yeah, he's eighty nine. He's not great. We've got two weeks of radiotherapy now. Um, like, sorry. No, please. This is this is the truth of it. This is what you're dealing with on top of everything. But he was else. ill. He was ill at the time, and April knew this, and she still went for it. Yeah. Like fuck. Yeah. Why would you? Why would you even do that? It's fun when I look at it proportionally. Say out of a hundred people that I meet, five might not like me. Yeah. Happy with that. Yeah. It's absolutely fine. It's Whatever. Life. I meet a hundred people. I might not have anything to say about five of them. Yeah. But when you've got somebody quite vicious. Yeah. And another person quite vicious. Yeah. It's amazing how quickly it can spiral. Yes. Um, because they say, oh, well, you can get a slice of the pie. I got a message from one of my ex-girlfriends, um, not ex-girlfriend, ex-datee sort of thing, saying, George, what the fuck's going on here? She had a message from somebody with no followers, no. I've, I've actually got the Instagram handle, which I'm trying to give to the police to say, who is this person? Saying, we need to shut this man down. He drugs his victims. Wow. I wouldn't even know how to buy marijuana. <laughs> like, I, I have not got a clue. The drugs is victims. And have you ever felt wheezy? Da, 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 and he, he preys on women and all this. It's like, who are you? No followers, no posts, no Always nothing. the same, faceless accounts. Like, I'm a journalist. I'm taken to it. 16 other women have come forward. It's like, yeah, all right. I, I, I actually I've slept with less than that in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a complete Lothario. <laughs> But, but like it's like what 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 is the matter with people and luckily she screenshotted all this and sent it to me it's like okay well so and then, and then my other ex took me to dubai to get out of the country after all this shit it's like well if i was that much bad of a person yeah why are the people that i have had you know intimate relationships with asking me if i'm all right are you are you okay and don't you have full access to your children as well all the time whenever you yeah. want to see them yeah. And if you were an abusive monster, I'm sure that that would be a bit difficult to see your children. Somebody rang social services. No. And the fact that they didn't even talk to me or come out and see me or anything says a lot. So based on the evidence I've seen and based on the fact that I know you have a friendly relationship with some of your exes and the police have taken no action and, you know, so on so forth there's so many different reasons that you have the right to have your say mm. how does it feel to actually say all of this publicly for the first time well this is the first time i've spoken about anything um i've never anything that you read in the papers has got nothing to do with me I've you've never had no I've comment never, i've had never never spoken to a journalist you've had no right to reply have you at no all? right to reply no uh right of privacy yeah either like my name shouldn't have gone into the papers. Yeah, because you've not been convicted arrested. of anything. Not been charged or convicted of uh, nothing. Nothing. Um, and I certainly have been questioned by allegations from three women. Yeah. It's just, I, I don't know how they get away with it. I rang um, the Sun newspaper and I said, look, hi, I'm just ringing because I want to understand, like, if I take, if if, if you get taken to court, do you have to provide the sources for all of your, 
you know, detail that you put into the paper and show that it's true and everything like that. Yeah, we do. Okay, that's brilliant. Um, my name's George. <laughs> I was unmarried at first sight, and I will be taking you to court. Um, I don't. I'm still on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, holding my phone. I'm still holding it up to my, <laughs> my hand. Um, I'm going to be taking you to court, and now that you've told me that, I've recorded this call just like you told me at the beginning that you're recording it for uh, training and whatever, <laughs> yeah. whatever purposes. Um, and he was like, "Go for it, mate. Do what you want. Couldn't give a shit. Bye." Wow. Like, oh, thank you. You're you're a terrible person. <laughs> Uh, but that's the, that's the Sun newspaper, isn't it? Spread yeah. Top. So they don't give a shit. They will literally, yeah. their idea of a BAFTA is a hashtag of somebody, you know, you know I, I, I don't want to say her name purely because I'm devastated that she's not here. Yes, I know but, what you mean. Yeah. You know, people take their own lives. Yes, they do. Because of the shit that happens publicly. And when does this stop? When does it stop? How many people have to take their own lives? How many people's lives have to be, how many kids of these people have to be bullied at school? Mm. How many people's families have got to go through hell before we say, do you know what? They don't have a judge and jury. No. Until we are being charged or at least charged, there is no reason that anyone should have seen your name in the paper. And I was specifically told by the Met Police, West Mercia Police, and my barrister, uh, my my solicitor at the time, duty one because it's one thirty in the morning. Yeah. Plus, I don't have a solicitor on on call. speed dial. Hi Ben. Well, I couldn't be on speed dial because I had my fucking phone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, yeah. who, who am I going to call? I'm like, I, 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 don't, I don't, I don't know. Get me the duty one. We'll yeah. Sure, this is a misunderstanding. We'll sort it out tomorrow. Yeah. Um, they categorically told me that nobody would know about this, and it won't be released to the press by West Mercia, the Met. It's either me or April. So someone other than you and the we- and, the and the police has gone to the papers. Yeah, pretty immediately. Yeah. When the Sun rang up Worcestershire West Mercia Police to ask, they said a forty-year-old man from Worcestershire has been arrested for crossing the How does that lead why, to you? Why are they ringing them anyway in the first place? Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, who's like who's controlling who here? Yeah. Who's being coercive? And we have to say this, and again, I want to really stipulate that neither me or George, especially, you know, because this subject is so sensitive, I've worked with women that are in abusive situations and abuse doesn't always mean physical abuse or sexual abuse. Mm. It can be coercive control yeah. and all of that. Neither me or George are saying that this behavior is okay, that, you know, women shouldn't go to the police if they're in danger or if they're being controlled. What we're saying is it's not okay to be falsely accused either or to falsely accuse Just someone. don't make up shit. Just don't make Just shit. Just live your life as a truth. That's yeah. it. Just don't yeah. fucking make up shit because the consequences, you know, might make you feel better for five minutes, but it actually can ruin people's lives forever. And can I just say, like, people are going to hear you today and go, he sounds fine. He sounds like he's really got his shit together. He's laughing. He's joking. That's because hopefully we've created a place. Uh, yeah, but I've, I've been to some fucking really dark places. Talk to over me the about those months. dark places like, because people won't have that context yet. It's really hard to describe, but you know, with with not leading the same life as I used to have, and just being in the dark with my just my walls it's just you kind of almost get to a point where i'm just going to live my life again from the youngest moment that i can remember and go through everything and try and remember every experience that i had 
that was potentially negative and where was my involvement in that what how did i contribute was it positive negative um so you've psychoanalyzed yourself basically to the best of my ability to do yeah, so yeah which i guess this is the best i could do really but is it fair to say there was a moment where you considered whether being here as in alive was an option mm. because i know there were early early well, you've days. seen the raw I've footage seen, of yeah, the I've documentary seen, yeah and and you did consider we spoke briefly there about people mm. taking their own lives, but that was a serious thought for you at mm. one point, wasn't it? Mm. I just thought, what benefit am I giving to anybody? Like, is it easier if I'm just if I'm not here, it'll all go away? Yeah. Are you, are you thinking about your kids in that moment? Mm, just kids, family. Uh, yeah. Because at that I'm point, wrong. it was you were getting death threats and all sorts. And I was baking in my kitchen with the kids, and a handwritten letter came through my letterbox. We know where you live. Kill yourself, or we'll kill you. Yeah. What I the mean, fuck do you do with that? Yeah, that's your family home. And then I had police patrolling my house and and all sorts. None of that needed to happen. And the police would not look at your evidence to show that this could West have Mercy happened. were amazing. They yeah. were the ones that put me under gas and uh, yeah. all this and you know. Um But the Met turned up with like tasers and fucking glocks and whatever it was they got on them. I don't know. But shut your dogs up or we'll shut them up. All right. Which okay. for anyone that's got dogs, I mean that's horrific. Don't touch my dogs. Are you, you, Don't touch my dogs. Why my would what the hell are they? Why you've turned up in fluorescent jackets at ten to midnight, making loads of bloody my, noise? You expect my lurcher, who's eleven, yeah. not to go? Who the fuck are you? Yeah, or what are you doing? My toy poodle would kick up a fuss at that. Yeah, you know you're gonna hear him. <laughs> ah. <laughs> he thinks he's the pit bull, so you better back <laughs> off because he's he's got this. <laughs> He's going to protect me. When it comes to crunch time, it's going, oh, I'll have a wee. <laughs> yeah, on the floor, yeah. and you're going to have to clear it up. <laughs> but, but shut your dog. But for up. five minutes, I was Rocky Balboa, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but I love the mm. fact that they're like, shut your dogs up. Well, oh, yeah, okay. It definitely works like that, doesn't it? Please, mm. can you be quiet? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The police are here. They don't want you to make noise. Yeah. All right, mate. Keep yeah, your wig on. <laughs> just absolutely fucking horrendous. One, but, one of the worst experiences of my life. Yeah, and I think that can't be underestimated because it's been 12 months. So, of course, a bit like childbirth, you forget how painful it is, you know, until you revisit it again. Um, but I think people will have... I talking about. I did it four times. <laughs> yeah. No Easy peasy, <laughs> Easy lemon peasy. squeezy. Yeah. <laughs> but the truth is that although we are laughing and joking to some degree today, I know that there was a moment for you where mm. you did contemplate whether it was worth even being here. And yeah. this categorically did not happen. And, you know, it will all come out. The truth always does. And I'm I think... You saw the message I sent to the police. I said, I want to go to court now. Yeah. He, because I you, want to provide You've said, evidence. look, I want my day in court because I need to be mm. able to show yeah. in, in a court of law, this, this will be quashed. I need to be able to show. But the thing is, did, am I right in thinking that someone left the Met Police and then they didn't even bother 
reassigning Nothing happened else. with my case for about Nothing. nine months. Yeah, it was just left on the shelf while your life was slowly yeah. falling apart. Yeah. So the reason that I asked you on is because I think people need to hear the other side of the story. And, and although I'm sure there's lots of people that will still want to believe you're the big bad wolf. Because, oh, that's fine. You don't know me. It's yeah, literally that, not a problem. The people that know me, that's that's who I give like my attention to and they will tell me honestly what they think good friends will say to me look you're fucked up here yeah they might look at this podcast and say look you've you fucked up there. they won't not because there. we won't let it go out well, unless you feel comfortable <laughs> with but it. Do, do you know what I mean well anything that I do I've got true friends who you know if I say like like I'd say to them oh look I think you're dicing with you know a bit of a situation here. yeah like a, a friend of mine recently was courting uh, with somebody uh, yeah. he shouldn't be courting yeah. with. Like, it's going to ball up in your face you're in the fucking wrong yeah and a, and a true friend would turn around and say, yeah, I, fu- I'm, I fucked up. I'm dealing with it. Yeah. I'm yeah. Fucked up. Which is what's happened. Now. Yeah. You'll be glad to know. But I've, I've got those, those people, but, and I appreciate them, but I also appreciate, you, you don't underestimate how many people have, who don't know me, who've taken it and looked at it with a, an intellectual view of thinking like this is reality tv how much that actually happens yes and the support and love that has come through from so many people has been amazing i think for every ten thousand nice messages which i'm sorry if i haven't got back to you i just can't physically get through <laughs> for the ten thousand there's there's one or two really shit ones yeah and some of them are really really awful really really awful but it's i think that's just way the unexpected human mind works in this situation where you focus on the negative. Yes. I wasn't prepared for it. If I had the same mind now, my new mind. Yeah. <laughs> Love my it. new mind back then, it wouldn't have bothered me. And I think I'd have spoken straight away. Yeah. Because I'd have been strong enough to. Because well, you you know now how this thing goes. Yeah. I'd have I'd have straight onto Facebook, Instagram, whatever. But my mind back then was like, oh, shit. Hide. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just just fucking disappear. Yeah. And also, when the Met Police turned around and said, just be very careful with what you do. It's like, why should I have to be careful when somebody has been completely erratic? And you've been erratic the way you arrested me, by the way. And, Put me in handcuffs. And Channel 4, tell me just briefly <laughs> how they supported you through this as well. Well, I can't really describe it, can I? Because they fucking didn't. They they put up a thing to say, oh, um, Channel 4 knew nothing about it. It's fucking legal team. I've asked them for a data access request. However you want to put it. I've asked three three different ways. Data access request, an SAR. Uh, you know about one of these, don't yeah. you? And GDPR yeah. and everything like that. Yeah. I've asked for all information pertaining to myself about the show. Because uh, I've made a complaint to Ofcom, uh, which I think pretty much a lot of cast members will do. Um but I've I've asked for a data access request uh, and an SAR. We can't give that to you because it actually involves um, information on other people on some of the filming. I was yeah. like, no, no, I just want the voxes yeah. of me singly. It doesn't involve anybody else. Yeah. And it will show that you're making me say these things. Yes. Because it's all there. They won't give it to me. Wow. They will only hand it over if it goes to court. Wow. So it's got to cost me hundreds of thousands of pounds to go to court to get it to court. Yeah. So if there's a billionaire listening <laughs> who yeah. likes who likes justice in the world, 
DM me. <laughs> where can people DM you if they do want to help you out? Oh, like, just on Instagram, just whatever. Instagram, yeah. you'll find I didn't him. have Facebook for six months um, because I just I just came off it. Yeah. Um, because I just didn't. You couldn't deal with what was coming. Yeah, and then I went private for quite some time. I actually de- deactivated my account for a little bit. Um, and then my 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 friend Damo, my my best man, my my he's like a brother to me. He um he said, "Why the fuck are you hiding away?" Yeah, you haven't done anything wrong. All you're doing is adding an issue. Yeah, you're compounding it by hiding away. I said, "Well, if I hide away, if I cancel everything down, I'm I'm silent. I'm distant." He says, "And what the fuck does that look like?" Yeah, yeah, it's true. But you don't know what else to do because no one's guiding you. This is you on your own now. So not prepared for the yeah. situation, like. Never in in a million years did I expect this to be a situation, but now I look back on it with the, with with how I'm sort of more educated with the experience yeah. and that. How fucking calculated, like how ridiculous! And I just wish I had this mindset before the show because I'd have never fucking done it. Well, also what we've said is um, off camera is that you have gone through such a learning curve that mm. you've had to really be very reflective and reach out to people, mm. you know, that, that that you felt that you had done wrong, that you've now become friends with, you know. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. Like, anybody could probably think, well, most people could probably think of a time where in the past they, they were in the wrong, but, you know, were too stubborn enough to admit it at the time. And I've gone back to a couple of people just with this journey, with what's happened um and you know there there was one particular girl who's lovely lovely girl i wasn't ready for a relationship at that point i didn't realize i wasn't ready because i hadn't taken the time to make sure that i was but i didn't know what that meant at the time this is before the show is before way before the show yeah um and i was like oh like i feel like i need to say something and i got in touch and i just i just openly said look you probably don't want to hear from me, but I do. I'd, I'd like to talk to you. It's like, okay. And I spoke to her and I just said, listen, I really need to apologize for the fact that when we were dating for a little bit, you were under the impression that I was cool, stable, got my shit together and and everything. And I, I, I absolutely didn't at the time. And And I cut it off without any you know, kind of thought of your welfare. It was like, okay, psh, I need to just be, I'm not ready for this. Psh. And you had no closure for me. And I just need you to know that what I know now is that I should never have entertained being in a position to even speak to anybody on that sort of level or give off the impression that I was ready for a relationship because I wasn't. And I want to, I want to apologize to you. And I don't know what I can do to make it better. And it just like went silent and she just went, thank you. Aww. And I was like, of course, nervously, I go, I'll just, do, just give it a fucking massive speech. <laughs> is, that is, that all I <laughs> is that all you've got to say? Surely there was some more. Can you call me a wanker or something? <laughs> um, it's like, let's meet up. So we met up for a coffee, got on really, really well. Um, we're friends now. And yeah, I can't give it away too much, but you know, the, the, the events yeah. that I've been to, um, you know, the functions and stuff that I've been to with her and, you know, we get on really, really well. And it's like, 
my God. Selfishly, I feel a lot better. But also, for her, it was amazing because she's like, she that's why George did yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't me that was the problem. It was actually George. But that's what these 12 months has given you, hasn't it? It's like we said there, yeah. you've been very reflective. Although in, in what you've been accused of, you've done nothing wrong because you've stepped back a little bit and sort mm. of spent a little bit more time with family and um, keeping yourself safe, really. You've had time mm. to look at yourself from a different point of view. And you've definitely from the conversations that we've had, not necessarily today, but certainly personal conversations that we've had, you've definitely been through a process of self-discovery. <laughs> I know it mm. sounds cheesy, but you have come out of this more resilient, more determined. Yeah. And one of the things that I really admire about you is that this definitely has destroyed other people's lives. Mm. And I think that it's really important that when you've been abused and you're, someone that's been abused in this situation mm. because there's been lies told about you. Your life has been completely... There's a lot of people in my position that don't speak out. Though. They don't speak out. And I mm. want to commend you on that because whichever side of the coin you're on, be it that you've been abused or that you've been falsely accused of abuse, mm. it's life-changing. Any form of abuse. Any yeah. form of abuse. Yeah. It's life-changing. Mm. And it is something that will always be with you now. You'll never be able to walk down a street mm. without somebody. I mean, okay, maybe you will in 50 years or whatever, if you're still here. You'll be 91. <laughs> <laughs> if people are still talking about it then, please get on, move on. Move I will on. actually be 91. I know. That was quick maths from you. Somebody didn't know what fucking year it was about <laughs> two hours ago. Are we in 2023? It's like, cut it, cut it. We're not doing this today. <laughs> she doesn't know what decade we're in, let yeah. alone anything else. God, but I know I'm that's really great. clever, actually. Um, but I'm not actually. 50 plus 41 makes 91. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm quite proud of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my numbers is not my thing, clearly. But no. You won't always be known for it, but you'll mm. always be there as a shadow. It's a haunting. It's a haunting. It's certainly what's happened has been haunting. Mm. And I and I know that you can't go into everything, but what I want this to be for you is the first step to telling the truth. Yeah, and maybe when the next, this chapter's over, we'll talk again and I can say whatever. Yes, whatever I and like. I will bring yeah. you back on to do that mm. once this chapter's done. What we're saying at the moment is please Everybody, when you hear of someone being accused of something, sometimes it's the truth and sometimes it's not. And because the British pre press... Take it with a pinch of salt. Yeah. Take it with a pinch of salt. A fucking bucket of salt. A bucket of salt, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A whole bucket, yeah. a big one. Because the British press will name certain people because they're not afraid to do that because you don't have a massive legal team. You know, that you are just oh. George from maths. You can't afford to take them down. So if they can get away with it, they will. And I kind of realize from being a therapist, this is kind of one of the things I've seen all kind of things in over the last 20 years as a psychotherapist. And I've seen people be falsely accused. And one case springs to mind and I won't mention him, but he was accused of being um, he, he was accused of sexually abusing his sister and he had to go through three years of hell. She she falsely accused him. He was found innocent, and I believed him from day one. Mm. And um, we worked together for this sort of knock-on effect that that had on his life, the anxiety and the shit that he went through. And it's awful. And she, she was lying, and a jury decided that. And he's thankfully been able to put his life back together. But 
he's one of many that I've worked with that have been falsely mm. accused and I've seen how it ruins lives. But isn't it worrying how many people you've seen? Yeah. How many more people out there are there? there? There'll be so many. This guy that just got released last week after 11 years 11 years, in yeah, yeah. His whole life pretty much has been Fuck. damaged. He, and he will have trauma as a result of that. You will have trauma as mm. a result of this. And although I support women and men that have been abused to tell their truth. I support humans that have been abused. I don't think it's... It's like not a gender issue, no. no. It's not okay to do that to another person, but it's certainly mm. not okay to... to use a narrative to destroy someone's life that is not based on truth so i really wanted to do this today and i'm so glad we have mm. but before we before we close what dessert. would you yeah dessert well, <laughs> we're gonna give gats my screen what is it black forest there Gato. will be there will be uh, a sequel let's put it there will way. be a sequel yeah. whatever whatever happens there'll be a sequel and what would you like people to take away from this about you this this episode um, I don't, I don't, I don't know really. I mean, we've we've had a reasonably serious conversations, yeah. with a few laughs and whatever. But I think it's just like the the detrimental side of 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 what people think are facts. Yeah, like three women. No, it was actually one April. woman. It's just a kind of I don't know, just. Reality TV is not reality TV. Please think about that. And also, before you write that message that could potentially really scar somebody, just think twice. Yeah. And best situation, just don't fucking do it. Yeah. Especially if you don't know who they are. If your husband has done something to you, message them, do whatever. That's between you two. Don't seek somebody out from the public who's getting a bit of shit and jump on the bandwagon. Which is what happened to you, but it was worse than that, wasn't it? The messages it were horrific. pretty horrific. And yeah. I've I've heard some of them, so I can say oh, that. things like, oh, I hope you go to prison. Your daughter should change their names. Disgusted of you. What was that model? Well, she called us that. I don't know if she was. Well, she was a model. We won't say who she is, but yeah. she says something about your your children as well. Like it was... It was... Oh, just... Oh. Your phone's in the other room. You read it to me earlier, so I can I can yeah. say that I've heard them. We can't remember them word for word right now. We could read them out, but there's no need to. They're pretty mm, horrific messages. No, I mean it'll all come out. In it the will end, all come but, out in the end. Yeah. I I also feel that you know, even myself, we've watched we've all watched reality TV, whether yeah. it be Big Brother or whether it be Maths or Love Island or whatever. I haven't actually watched Love Island, but you know, we've all watched it and gone. Yeah, you oh, have. You just. I, I genuinely yeah. haven't. I've never. I someone tried to explain the concept of love island to me, and I just couldn't get my head around it. I've never, I tell you, I tell a lie. I tell a lie. I've watched about half an hour of the Australian Love Island, and I did get into it for half oh, an fair hour. Dues. Fair dues, mate. <laughs> and I did press series record. <laughs> I pressed series record on it. Yeah. And then I realised I was never going to watch it, so I deleted it. Oh, okay. So I'd, I'd seen half an hour of the Australian yeah. Love Island. So that that was a lie. I have watched half an hour, but I don't get it. But but what I will say is of the reality TV. But actually, the concept of that is I mean, there's editing involved, but they actually film twenty four seven. Yeah, so you get to that's see. That's the difference. Yeah, that's where Big Brother worked and should have worked, and because everything you could was in watch real time, it as well. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a point where you could be in your house, sat watching somebody in a house, yeah, twenty four seven. Yeah, it's like a live link the whole yeah, time. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you're right. There was that. 
But that doesn't happen with a lot of reality TV. No, so certainly not this morning. Even I have sometimes got wrapped up into the, oh, my God, I can't believe. And then when you come back out of it, you go, oh, hang on. is There is a structure. There is a yeah. theme. It's okay. We don't need to get so in. But it's fun. And if you looked at it, it's the same way you look at a soap opera. You know, it's a script. It may not be as scripted mm. as EastEnders, but it's basically a script. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> oh, my God. I've just shit myself. <laughs> what have you seen? You've got a man with no skin on it. <laughs> what the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? <laughs> that is hilarious. Oh, I've just lost it. Where's the top? It's... Oh, I've lost it. It's blown as a cloud. That's the funniest thing. <laughs> Proper killed him like he wasn't dead before. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh... <laughs> Did you do that on purpose? The fuck? <laughs> Where's the rest of it dead? <laughs> What's his name? What's his name? Dear. I feel a bit sorry for him. <laughs> I'm an actual mess. <laughs> I just remember we're in a basement again. The top of his head's over there. <laughs> Don't put your keys in it. <laughs> <laughs> Scared the shit out of me, that dude. <laughs> just something like The Exorcist. Like, oh, she's wrapping up. She's wrapping it all up now. And there's a fucking dead person. <laughs> I see. It is happening. It is happening. Uh, okay. I definitely need to go for number one, a wee. <laughs> <laughs> number two, a tissue. Sort your face out. <laughs> Do you want to take a break? <laughs> All right. Let's take a break. Oh, my God. You <laughs> genuinely jumped. I'm going to come back to that. We can't believe that. We have to leave it out and describe. <laughs> Right, okay, so we've just had a little break, haven't we, George? It's a bit worrying, I don't know how it goes back Well, yeah, it is a bit worrying. This is education for you. So, um, just so people are aware, yeah. George had the... Oh, my God. <laughs> George had the fright of his life um, because he found my model of the human body. Eric. Eric. <laughs> Eric, my nickname, everyone that doesn't know. So, <laughs> George is now putting together a brain. Um, so... He had the fright of his life. He jumped out of his skin. It was, it, was, it was extremely scary. Now, this is the model that I use to tell people how the brain links to the nervous system. Once it's not on the floor. Once it's it not on in. the floor and decombobulated. And essentially, there's this blue nerve, George. <laughs> I know, I'm very clever. There's a blue nerve that runs through the central nervous system, which is apparent here that you could see oh, yeah. um, on camera. If you hold it up, George, just hold it up to the camera so that people can see. The, the lovely fella here. There's a blue nerve that runs through. That's the vagus nerve. So I use that as an educational piece. I didn't pre-warn George. And Billy's special prize. <laughs> is this corpse. A skinless man. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tell George that that was there. He saw it in the corner of his eye toward the end of our recording and nearly died. Yeah. So thank God you're still here. <laughs> he, no, he's not. No, he's not in shot. You have to lift yeah, him up. So, yeah. But he's a very useful piece of modelling 
for educational purposes only. It's got nothing to do with being in a cellar. I'm not a psychopath, and we are both safe. (laughs) Just just him up a little bit for the camera. So, um, because we have a taxi coming, actually. I don't mean to rush the ending of this <laughs> podcast, but we actually do have a taxi coming. Okay, where are you taking so me? <laughs> for, I'm taking you to somewhere very safe. Another dungeon. <laughs> Another yeah. dungeon. Are you are you wanting to leave the listeners with a final? Um, this has been immensely um, brilliant spending this few hours with you. I didn't realise yeah. we've been talking for quite so long. But is there anything you want the listeners to take away? You said don't believe what you see on reality TV. You know, take it with a bucket of salt. <laughs> Yeah, what I would say is, you know, that there's content there. You, yeah. you can't you can't deny that there's the content, but just remember, there's a lot of content that you that don't you haven't see. seen. Yeah, and and also, like, some of it gets chopped into different places, yes. and it's out of context. So the content is there, yeah, but it can be out of context. Think of it as a jumbled up puzzle that the pieces aren't quite putting being put together the way they should be. Like a car boot. A car boot puzzle. Yeah, I get <laughs> yeah. it. You go around these different stalls and there's similar things on different things but and they've bunched it together yeah yeah it's all kind of like um it's a bit of a mess really but it's it's there for your entertainment and i think the point is 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 that i've actually been privy to the information as i said before so i can genuinely say that there's bits of the information that people haven't had bits of the story that people haven't had that eventually they will be able to hear and see perhaps and In the meantime, I'd just say that when you are watching these shows and you're forming an opinion, please be mindful that everyone's human. We don't know all the facts and we mustn't jump to conclusions. But also aside from TV and reality TV and that, if you're personally going through something which is, you know it's shit, but you're scared to say something, just reach out to your closest and and say. and, And if you feel like you need to go and speak to an authority about it go and do it yeah you know this is what you do yeah. for people you've got people who are silenced in everyday life yeah. but they come to you to be just to be able to talk just yeah. keep talking communicate with people that you trust or professionals who can guide you safely yes yeah and mm. if you think that you're gonna you know go down to somewhere where you don't need to go because nobody needs to go there. Yeah. Do something about it. Yeah. First. Yeah. And if so, if a reality TV, and we have to be brief on this, but a, a, another podcaster who hasn't been on reality TV, who mm. was on my podcast, was approached by Married at First Sight immediately mm. after the podcast went out. Really? Yeah. Well, that's what they do. They target people. They target people. He's a very handsome man. Yeah. He's got a nice social media following. He's not done any tv but he's got a good social media and me and and he sent me the screenshot and i was like "Mm." i actually sent that screenshot to matt maths matt maths and he sent a message back saying tell him to run (laughs) well we've just as i sat down now we were just saying somebody just told me they were going on married at first start i was like good luck yeah good luck with that because have a good think about it before you do it and if you're gonna do it and we're not gonna try and stop people to because you went on it and other people have gone on it and mm. some people have had a good Hopefully, experience with the backlash that they've had they might change the change. doubt it well you would yeah. like to think that if at least go into it with open eyes you've heard georgie's story you've heard mm. matt you will have heard thomas's by now as well if you're listening to this have your eyes wide open and make an informed decision if you're going to do a show like that 
But I personally want to say thank you for being here. I hope you will come it's back on once you can. Oh, yeah. And we are certainly going to see each other on the 30th of September to support Thomas Hartley as Pam Sandwich oh, in Pam. Birmingham. Oh, <laughs> oh, Pam. Thank you, by the way, George. Oh, it's, it's been, been a pleasure. It's been such a laugh. And I, who knew that something so serious would end up in me laughing so much and you being so scared of my new friend? <laughs> Have you changed your tenor? <laughs> no, I will do that before we leave. Okay. <laughs> well done. Thank and you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you.